0: Welcome back to another episode of the Loudest Podcast. The only podcast with restaurant quality content. My name's Sriracha and I'm here to say every woman born after 1994 can't cook. All they know is McDonald's, charge their phone, uh, be bisexual, eat hot, chip, and lie. <laughs> with me, of course, Stereo's Coke. I'm very excited about this show. I'm right
1: really now. excited I about I feel it this great. show. This is one of those shows where Sriracha all week has been like... I need, uh, she's she's like wanted to tell me what the topics were, but she's wanted to save it for the show, but she's wanted to talk about them because she's so excited about them.
0: I'm so excited. Um,
1: I, I'm, hand, I'm handing control of the show over to you. Oh, just real quick. Thank you to everybody who pledged $15 more. Your posters uh, will be on the way this coming week. Um, uh, if you haven't sent us your address, make sure to send us your address over a uh, uh, Patreon message. And if you didn't order a poster, you're in luck. I'm going to burn the rest of them. <laughs> the ones that you didn't get, good news. These were limited edition posters, and I'm going to burn the rest of them. You can buy the ashes of those posters. I'm
0: going to wipe my ass with them.
1: Sarah's is wiping her ass with them. She also promised to eat one of them live on camera. I
0: will. You want me to eat one? Right now? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Wait,
1: is paper Tina? Wow, she really. <laughs> oh my God, you're not gonna swallow that. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, she spit it out. Okay, thank God. All right, hey, well, that's enough of my blather. Sriracha, do you want to talk about the novel first, or do you want to talk about this scammer?
0: Uh, I think we should push the novel off to next week because I have some just fantastic. Let me give you guys a little. Let me let me give you a little taste. Put put it, put it, put it between your gums. You like that shit? Well, here's what's coming next week. Here's your free, free, free your free bruschetta of nonsense for the week. Uh, I was home for Thanksgiving. I went to Thanksgiving because females born in 1968 can't cook. That's my mom. <laughs> All they know is McDonald's, Burger King, and uh, Panera mac and cheese. <laughs> um, so one night uh, I get get really drunk as as one does in family of get is and i just i was reading this article on vice about like this dude the, this dude that his job is writing erotica on amazon okay and i'm like how the fuck is there a market for this there lit erotica is the internet's number one source for erotic stories and all of that is free so i'm scrolling if you don't
1: mind me saying Everything on litrotica reads like it was written by a 12-year-old who's never seen a booby. I've tried with the litrotica Recently, I've tried. Really? Yeah. Because it's like, you know, uh, there are some scenarios that just aren't filmed that I'm interested in seeing.
0: Yeah, like dinosaurs.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Dinosaurs just giving it to cave women. Yeah. Just (laughs) ram those cave women against the rock wall. But I go on Literatica and it's like, oh, one million stories. Well, We've been around since 1938. Oh, we had practically invented jerking it. Everything there looks like it was. It reads like it was written by a child.
0: Oh man, see, I think this is a this is a sex thing because I see. I think it's this is a gender thing. Okay. Because I I love Literotica. Okay. I have a collection. I can't. I don't watch regular porn anymore. I just do Literataca.
1: You're getting that much use out of this website? Damn. Yeah. And like. Oh, wait, your standards are really low. Oh, no, that explains it. Okay. No, 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 no. Of course. (laughs)
0: Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I've talked about this before. Regular porn. It's like the women in the literatica are never look drugged out of their mind or that they're doing this for $200 to feed their kids.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You're not going to get any argument out of me. Like, uh, yeah. Regular. Yeah. We all know the stories, regular porn, exploitative. Do we still jerk into to it? Yeah, of course we do. Of course we do. Yeah. So it's, it's like, yes, our cell phones are made in terrible conditions. We still use them every day. We tweet about how bad the cell phones are.
0: We live in a society. Very interesting how you complain about society, yet you participate
1: in it. Yeah, exactly. We all know. See, that's why I like the audio porn.
0: Audio, that's weird. That's too weird for me. It's
1: really good. Because it is because these women are not getting paid anything at all to make this audio porn. It's clearly women who are just real horned up to have guys jerk it to their voices. Yeah. Because there's no profit motive. So it's like, there's only like, oh my God, there's thousands of dudes pranking it out to me, pretending to be a nurse, giving them a checkup that goes too far.
0: Yeah, yeah, so wait, where were we going? Oh, yeah, so I'm on Literatica that night, and I start reading this story. Total coincidence. I start reading this story, and I get halfway through it, and it says, at the end, to read the rest, check out the full story on Amazon. I was like, you motherfucker, are you kidding me? Fuck that. So And then in the comments, there's all these people saying shit like, Oh wow! Can't wait! Can't wait to spend three dollars and buy because they're all three dollars for some reason. I've read this up, down, and sideways. Can't wait to spend three dollars. You're a genius, slut kitten, or whatever the chick's using name is. So, and I'm reading this story, and I'm like, this is like not well written. I could write a hundred times better. Uh, Literotica story. I can write a hundred
1: times better literatica story for me. Write me. Write make money. Write good. Make money.
0: Money. Me. Money. Now computer pen <laughs> erotic story. Now money. Please. <laughs> so I got wasted and wrote. A- it's, I think about 5,000 words long, an erotic short story, and threw it up on Amazon on Thanksgiving, and I sold one copy.
1: Yo, congratulations, you're a published author!
0: I am! That's
1: fuck. wait, what's your- Sexy nom de plume. Uh,
0: it's the stupidest. I don't want anybody in this that listens to this podcast going and finding it, but let me tell you, it is the stupidest fake name I have ever It's like name McFake or something.
1: <laughs> okay. Awesome. This is awesome. So you're saying that next week you're going to read excerpts from your own erotic literature.
0: Yes, and it is... Uh, the story is about a big-titty Latina... <laughs> I say that 40,000 times for some reason. We get so many new descriptions of her being Latina. I assume for SEO. <laughs> and her... Yes, for SEO. It's like Latina BDSM in the museum. It's about <laughs> a big-titty uh, tour guide and her coworker. Who, oh, I probably should not be saying the real names said I found her coworker who uh worked together and I guess they're the only fucking people that work at this museum because they get snowed in in the museum and then they have anal sex on top of the display.
1: Okay. It's which display?
0: Uh, I, I think it was. Was it like
1: to a butt god or to like the god Anubis? And then, but then like their bodies covered up the beast, so which just said Anus?
0: No, buddy, it's romantic. They fucked on top of like a prehistoric dinosaur thing.
1: Okay, no, that is romantic. <laughs> Yabba dabba cum. Yeah. Okay, let me. I just want to see real quick how fast I can find the story given the very limited details. Okay, you give go me. for it. I'm going <laughs> to Google. Latina, big-titty tour guide.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Latina Museum.
1: Latina Museum, big-titty tour guide. Because either this is the only story of the genre or there are thousands of (laughs) big-titty Latina tour guide fuck stories on Amazon.
0: I was looking at it. It was like everybody on r slash erotic authors was like, you need to find your niche and stick to it. And uh, it turns out that... I I don't know. I think it's kind of fun thinking up combinations like Latina hypnotism, spy Latina, (laughs) spy small chest, (laughs) anal Latina.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) 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 Okay. Amazon Erotica Latina Museum. Uh, Okay. So far. Oh, is is the story called Anal Caves? No. (laughs) Okay. Well, hold on. Let me see about Anal Caves. Oh, unfortunately, Sriracha. Anal caves isn't a book; it's a genre. For example, the first book to come up when you no no no. Here's how I know it's a genre: go to Amazon.com/anal-caves. That's the URL. <laughs> it's not like question mark eight six seven five three zero oh, nine. Sorry, George. It's just like anal caves number one. Ripley Rose is taken in the slime cave. Oh, wait. So
0: this is a a niche of anal sex occurring in caves? Or is cave a term for butt? Are they using it as a term for butt?
1: Let's. You know what? The only way we're going to crack this mystery is by looking at the clues. Number one, taken in the slime cave by Ripley Rose. And it's a shirtless guy covered in slime. Okay. Now, the slime cave might be his butt covered in slime, he may be in a slimy cave getting pounded in the butt. Number two, Beast Me. Monster erotica collection. Monster erotica bundle. Member of the Yeti, an erotic monster thriller. Tracked by the Arctic werewolf. In the Yeti's cave, a huge-sized monster. Menage erotica mounting the minotaur. And But, see, it's interesting because, like, not everything under the... Because it's a category. Far, like, anal caves, like... So also there's like a sign here that says, warning sign, biohazard, fart zone, gas range, attack, college humor, man cave, blue cool wall decor, art print poster, and it's just a radioactive fart zone poster that you can buy.
0: This had to be a uh, genre generated by robots, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. These robots know what get us off more than we do. You know, everyone's always like, oh no, AI, it'll take our jobs. Yeah. Our hand jobs. This is great. The Bachelorette's Payback, Futinari Tentacle Cave. Okay. <laughs> Bigfoot is a Foot Big, an erotic monster thriller. Um,
0: oh, I get it. That's funny. Yeah, it's, it's really funny.
1: good. Taming the Troll, Saphic Swimming Hole. Okay, so here's what I get. These are books that take place in and around caves where anal is happening. That's what's happening. The anal cave isn't a thing. I mean, maybe it is because number two in this thing is cardiac surgery operative technique, a $200 hardcore uh, medical book. So maybe the phrase anal cave shows up in this medical book.
0: I mean, it has to. It's on the list. It's on the
1: list. Um, well, guys, I hope you like learning more about anal caves from two people who don't really know what they are and can't really teach you what they are.
0: My next story will be about a woman who relentlessly trolls a dude on the internet and then ends up fucking him in the butt with a strap on and she's Latina.
1: Okay. That's good because you'll get because <laughs> you'll get monster those monster porn things because you'll have the word troll in there.
0: Right, and she'll uh she, and but it's okay because he's like a pain piggy. So.
1: Okay. Can you get the word incel in there do you think the word like incel will have any like erotica value
0: incel in my ass okay <laughs> i don't know i give me some time to workshop
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> you got it um i'm trying to think like all right what about and what about a squad of sexy lady internet trolls who go fuck the incelitude out of virgin boys The boys were like, no, I want to be an incel forever, no, oh no, but it was too late. The hot, sexy ladies tied him down, and they were just fucking all the the hate right out of him.
0: That is actually one of uh, Amazon's banned. There are banned categories. I'm sorry? There are banned categories. Uh, You have to put the word step in front of brother and sister. All of the time, or else your account just like gets auto-deleted.
1: Wow, okay. Damn. I'm really proud of you for making money on this. Thank you. I'm really proud of you.
0: I made two dollars. You get 70%. That's really good. (laughs) That's That's more than most people will make on their writing.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. I sold like a like a regular book. I got 10% of the cover price. 10%. It's ridiculous. 70%?
0: That's great. Yeah.
1: I'm proud of you.
0: Kindle. Search for it on Kindle, but don't. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you, I'll be bringing in some selections next week. Those sex scenes are questionable.
1: Okay. All right. Well, Well, I can't wait to hear it. Wait. All right. Can I pitch you a sequel to this? Yeah. All right. What if it's big city Latina museum guard has to, ends up filling in for her friend and she's guarding the museum from night at the museum? And then she fucks King Tut.
0: Holy shit. That's incredible. I'm absolutely writing that. Yes. She has a gangbang with like King Tut and Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah,
1: exactly. R.I.P. Robin Williams. R.I.P.
0: Robin Williams. R.I.P.
1: But, you know, in Greek culture, we have a saying, which is you die. A man dies twice when he dies and the last time that his name is uttered on earth. And we'll be keeping the spirit of Robin Williams alive by having him motorboat this big titty latina security guard oh, in man. tight at the museum
0: tight it holy shit oh my god can i use that of course you can that's incredible holy fuck nobody in the audience take this oh my god you're a genius you. that is perfect thank you
1: very much
0: you can hire this guy people let's you to this you can hire this guy oh
1: actually that reminds me of a thing i texted you hold on let me find it real quick Zwick, you're going to have to cut out some of this dead space. I'm sorry, Zwick. We love you. We love you, Zwick. My
0: name's Roger, and I'm here to say.
1: (laughs) (laughs) This actually reminds me of a segment I want to do in the future. So, listeners, if you're interested, you get in touch with me now. The segment is called, We'll Sell You. And if you're a small business owner, you call in. You tell us what your small business is. And me and Siraj will craft an advertising campaign. I'm sorry, a advertising campaign for you live on air.
0: It'd be great. And you can use it.
1: Yeah, you can use it. And it becomes yours. It absolutely becomes yours. We are both actually paid advertising professionals. But we are also, as you can hear, professional shit posters. And crazy people. <laughs> We're insane people. It's the best of both worlds. You get edgy internet content guy oh these guys are on the fringe whoa they've got out there ideas but also they've like written for like fortune 100 companies so like they also so these ideas will also be good yeah or are you are you like this
0: oh shit i think i have written for a fortune 100 yeah i, I know I have. you have yeah i think I, I have. actually
1: I, you've written for a couple of them and i could name them but i won't
0: please don't i, I won't. i promise i promise <laughs> okay
1: so. all right well hey if you don't mind me saying, why don't we take a break and then come back and start talking about the other thing? Yes. Is that cool? Yes. All right. We'll be right back after this. Can you do a commercial for
0: Patreon? Hey, hey, motherfuckers, you heard of Patreon.com? No? Of course you have. Fuck off. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Asterios is the number one sponsor of this podcast. <laughs> Listen, Nathan Masry has been being a real little cuck <laughs> On the internet lately, and there's no better way to stick it to him than by going heading on over to patreoncom hysterios, Pledging just two dollars a month gets you access to ass loads of bonus content. Ass loads of bonus content you can't get through it in like a week. How long do you spend in the car every day? Probably what I think the average commute is something like 35 minutes. If you listened to one episode. Every day on your commute and you've just paused it when you got out of the car and then resumed when you got back in the car. I firmly do believe. Is that a fucking train? What the fuck did I just hear? I firmly do believe that you would have a year's worth of content to enjoy. Just $2. You have $2. If you're under the, if you're over the age of 13, which you need to be to be listening to this podcast. Thank you, Kappa. You have $2. Head on over to patreoncom serious for fifteen bucks. You could be looking at my face right now. I am a Visco girl. I am aspiring to be a Visco girl one day. One day. You, you want? You believe me? You're gonna want to stick around for the transformation. Is that your fetish? Well, it's it's coming. I felt bad, serious when I was writing this character because I kept describing her tits
1: like as Latina. Her Latina tits in her Latina bra. Her, her her tits, which were from Latin America, is that what is that what you're doing? I
0: mean, I did write something in there. It was like, I have giant tits because I am Latina. I got in my Lord Commodore because I am Latina. Wow! <laughs> but um, it made me feel bad because you know how there's that thing going around Twitter is like male authors describing a woman. She had she weighed 107 pounds and her tits were triple D. But then I sat there like. Sarah, this is porn. Like, this, <laughs> this exists for no other reason than some psychopath nut to.
1: Exactly
0: right. I don't think I should feel bad.
1: I think, isn't it empowering to take control of an industry that for so long has exploited women, and now you can seize it and profit off it yourself?
0: Seizing these busty Latinas.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, third idea a uh, um, sexy Scottish redhead museum cat burglar comes to steal the Hope Diamond. But she better hope she can resist this sexy Latina's big tits as the Latina handcuffs her, but then before sending her to jail, gives her one last little thrill. And then decides to let her go. She's like, don't rob this museum again, or next time I'll have to bring out my nine-foot dildo.
0: I think we should set it up with a sequel. So, like, maybe the Scottish uh, (laughs) big-titty spy escapes.
1: Mm. That's what I'm thinking.
0: But without the Hope Diamond. So, she has to come back and get drilled in the
1: ass. Well, here's how I'd want to do it, if you don't mind. Tell me. Yeah, obviously, she lets her escape. Because I do want to set up for a sequel. Because I I swear to God, I was thinking that. The Scottish girl is going to, like, call the big-titty Latina security guard and be like, I need your help. Like... There's an evil artifact at this, like, evil museum. And I need help breaking in. And you're, like, a museum security expert. It's the only way to save the world. Some supernatural thing like that. They got to get the MacGuffin. Okay. So they got to, like, fuck their way inside. And they have to, like, fuck all these monsters. Because it's, like, an evil monster-managed museum. Gotcha. (laughs) And then they get, like, I don't know, the scroll of whatever. Heel turn. Redheaded girl's like, I see. I needed your help. Like, I was... I only seduced you. I'm just tricking you so I could get the thing so I could live forever. But it turns out that the Latina replaced like the scroll of immortality with her own porno novel. And then we start reading the sexy, big-titted Latina's own porno stories. And now it's like a universe within a universe. And you start selling those books.
0: These are pretty dense, but I think it would make a good series.
1: I think this is a good series.
0: Oh man, I can't wait to start writing more of these. I'm very excited about tied at the museum now.
1: Big titted big tinted Latina museum guard mysteries.
0: I think there's a market for that.
1: I'm excited. I'm unironically excited about this. <laughs> I think this is a thing. All right, let me see. Do you mind if I try to pitch you a couple more stories? Yeah, let's hear it. All right, let me see what else I can think of.
0: You got to combine. Like, common porn genres together for SEO. and They just smash all of the words, like, humiliation, lesbian. I should try writing a lesbian thing. Apparently, women are the number one, like, straight women are the number one consumers of lesbian
1: porn. That's absolutely true. Because, like, there's no danger involved. It's just all nice, soft girls having nice, soft girl times.
0: Nice, soft
1: girl times. Yeah. That... (laughs) That big hard cock, that's danger. Look out. Oh, God. That thing gets everywhere. It's always spurting around. (laughs) Swinging around. Slapping slapping here and fro. Ladies, nice soft. Well, don't forget, that thing I just pitched you was a lesbian story. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Did you not know it was a redheaded girl?
0: No, I did not.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. To to boys, when boys say redheads, they mean hot lady redheads.
0: Oh, I was imagining like a ginger dude.
1: Oh, God. We're trying to sell books here. Okay. <laughs> Not
0: nightmares.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's like a sexy Scottish, and she's like, oh, Faith in Bacora. Oh, maybe you'll be down for a role in the red hay. Like, you know, it's like that kind of thing.
0: Now that I think about it, I think you did describe her as also having big tits. Yeah, so <laughs> I did. I don't know why I pictured a man.
1: Yeah. Your cisgender h- heteronormativity is absolutely ruining my big-titted Latina world <laughs> here.
0: Boutinari. Oh, God! <laughs> I think there's a real market for Chican stories. I'm
1: sorry. Can I can I interrupt real quick? Go ahead. I'm, I'm so sorry. It's fine. I have tried my best to not learn what the word futanari means. Okay. I'm not kidding. It pops up. <laughs> it pops up when I'm looking for stuff. Like, for example, in Litradica, it pops up. I'll be like, oh, I'm looking for this, like uh, a sexy cop interrogating somebody. And it'll be like, sexy cop interrogating somebody futanari. And I'll know, just don't click that. Don't click that. I like, I, whatever it is, it's not for me. <laughs>
0: exactly.
1: What is it?
0: Do you really want to know?
1: Do I? Maybe not. Oh, no, God. Let's
0: just move on. Let's just move on. Okay. Japanese thing. And that tells you all you need to know. Okay.
1: Okay. Let's move on. Okay. Next story. <laughs> okay. The big-titted Latina security guard. <laughs> is becoming so famous she saves the world by stopping um killian red the the evil lady
0: big Big Scottish
1: cat burglar she like she stops king tot from starting a rampage by like fucking him back into a thousand year slumber
0: because don't they only come to awake at night like she needs to fuck him she's just distract him long enough for the sun to come back up.
1: That's absolutely brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. And the only way she can do it is with, there's only two things that'll stop him from, uh, from this, her left boobie and her right boobie.
0: I love, I love the idea of writing King Tut as a tit, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's so great. King Tut, more like King Tit. basic. Okay. So she's getting famous in this world, obviously. Like she's stopped multiple supernatural like occurrences. Yeah. Okay. So famous French lady painter. um, (laughs) Le big today. (laughs) Thank you. Le big today is like, I'm going to turn you into art. I want to paint you because you do you, the stuff you do to protect our community. The artistic community is in itself a work of art. You deserve recognition. And she's like, wait, how does the big titty Latina security guard talk? And she's like, well, it not nothing. It's just my job, ma'am. ma'am.
0: Uh, she talks like a normal person, but she says, because I am Latina <laughs> frequently.
1: That's awesome.
0: My name is Maria and I am Latina. Is your name
1: Maria? Yes. Okay, now we know their names are Maria and Josh. Damn it. You better, you gotta delete this novel. But I make $2 off of it. Okay, good, good luck, guys. Okay. Um, so Maria, it, in my pitch, she doesn't think she deserves to be like painted by she, like she doesn't think she deserves spotlight. She's just doing a job.
0: She's just doing a job.
1: She's just like a hardworking night security woman. And she and maybe there's even a moment where she says. There's a lot of Latina women who, a lot of Latina women out there who are protecting you every night, and you probably don't even realize it. They're your security guard here, and they're your cops, and they're your firefighters, and they've got big, beautiful tits, humongous tits, you know. So it's like you start off with the message, but then, like, I mean, I do want to hear about these tits. It's, yeah. it's porn. It's porn. I'm sorry. Let me get to the. Let me cut to the chase. The painting of her comes alive. And the painting of her is like an evil version of her who wants to like rob, the, I guess not rob the museum, but uh, destroy the museum.
0: Put the big titty Latina in the big titty ground.
1: <laughs> the, the painting version of her wants to put her in the painting so she can be free.
0: And we turn, finds out that the big titty, the big tete was evil. <laughs> The whole time.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> She's an evil French painter. This
0: is thrilling.
1: And of course, the only way to get her back in the canvas, hot lesbian action. Hot
0: lesbian threesome.
1: Hot lesbian threesome because, oh, by the way, I'm not kidding. I think there should be like a guy on the radio, like kind of like an incel cuck on the radio named like Rick. And and he's going to be like, oh, I, I've been reading through the Necronomicon, and apparently the only way to get this girl back in the painting is to give her an orgasm so incredible that it merges with her tectonic energies. That she uh, literally dies. That she, that she literally dies. But I don't know anybody who could give a, a big-titty Latina woman like that the kind of orgasm of her life. I certainly couldn't. I'm a cock.
0: I wonder if that's a fetish, like having sex with yourself. Yeah. Do you think that's Doppel- a fetish?
1: Yeah doppelgangers doppelganger shit doppelganger shit's definitely a fetish because there's all sorts of stuff where it's like i have a twin and she fucks my husband and i didn't know and then it's like doppelganger stuff is it's it's another porno category hell yeah you know because it's like because it allows for taboo breaking much like stepbrother and stepsister does
0: step brother and stepsister
1: Exactly.
0: It's, there's some kind of, I don't know why, but Amazon has some kind of auto filter on it that if you even fuck up in your book once and don't put the step in front of it, it'll just auto ban you.
1: I believe that. I absolutely believe that. I'm glad Jeff Bezos is building that robot instead of paying his employees more.
0: Yeah, that's probably doing more for society, honestly.
1: (laughs) Um... (laughs) okay which
0: which is weird because even if you watch like Stepbrother, stepsister porn they call them step bro or stepmom once and then for the rest of the thing it's like mom
1: that's true they're very close family that's true (laughs) (laughs) god damn it i really this could this could be big This could be big as a certain character's certain attributes.
0: I bet if I sat down, I could write one of these porno books a day.
1: I one (laughs) hundred,
0: and then I could have three hundred of them. And then all I need to do is sell like one of each a month, and then I could pay for rent (laughs) with my porno books.
1: Then you start selling compendiums of them. Like, for $9, you get 10 of of this. You
0: get the Big Titty Latina collection.
1: (laughs) The Big Titty Latina Omnibus. Exactly. Oh, my God, yes. The Omnibus.
0: Holy shit, how do you come up with winner after winner? I'm in advertising. (laughs) This is what we do. That's amazing. We
1: brand things.
0: If you don't know, audience, Omnibus is like a big collection of comics. Like, it has multiple graphic novels together in one thing. Yeah. That's good ass. That is a good ass idea. You're a fucking genius. Thank you.
1: I'm having a good time.
0: I'm having a great time.
1: Okay. Well, hey, if you don't mind, I want to take one more break, uh, refill my water, but I think we both know what the last segment is. Oh God, yes. All right. We'll be right back. Right after this.
0: Welcome back to Loudest Podcast, the loudest podcast on the earth, the restaurant quality podcast. <laughs> you get, you get McDonald's quality. Oh, wait, no, that's uh, McDonald's is almost universally considered pork quality. Uh, you get. Good restaurant. I don't know. Chipotle. I like Chipotle. I
1: like Chipotle. Chipotle quality food at McDonald's quality prices. Yeah.
0: Just $2. Patriot Cups. other like zeros. Anyways. Yo, I am going to take you on a tail. I'm going to take you on a tail. I'm going to take you on a journey. And you'll laugh. You'll cry. You'll mostly laugh. So asterios. stereos. You know how a lot of women are obsessed with serial killers for some reason? Yes. Why is that?
1: Women, uh, honestly, the reason women are obsessed by serial killers is that, like, uh, women, it, like, there's always the danger of being, like, attacked by a crazy guy for women. And uh, so, learning about these serial killers helps you, like, kind of like, touch and explore some of these darker psychological aspects but like in the safe setting of i'm listening to a podcast or i'm watching a movie
0: well i i've never had that appeal to me but my version of that is scammers i'm fucking obsessed with scammers i read everything about them and let me tell you World, There is a... a, Right now, in the United States of America, the world's dumbest scam is imploding, and no one is talking about it. I'm, of course, talking about the WeWork scam. And let me tell you guys, I'm going to take you... You're going to laugh. You're going to cry. This is the stupidest fucking thing that has ever happened in the history of the world. So, if you live in... uh, not New York or L.A. or San Francisco. WeWork is a co- company that has co-working spaces. And a co-working space is basically like you rent a specific desk at like an office building. Yeah. And then you get they have conference rooms and you could just like kombucha on tap because of course they do.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a place for like, you know, if you're a little startup and you need a little bit of office space, you call up WeWorks, you rent it. You get the code. You get some desks. It's it's like it's like Airbnb, but for for office space. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, yeah. Because come on, let's be honest. Working in a coffee shop sucks. Yeah. And there is some like data that suggests that New Yorkers in particular will spend money on co-working spaces because everyone here has a million fucking roommates and uh, coffee shops are loud. So you can't design your Instagram jewelry there. So it's, it's a viable business model, but the, the problem <laughs> is that you can't run these companies out of fucking like Wyoming. Like you need to be in a major urban center. And that means an assload load of spending an ass one kilometer, ass load on real estate. So WeWork is this gigantic company that had, I think, $46 billion valuation. And they were like, we're going to go public in September. So if you guys don't know, when you take your company public and you start selling shares of stock, you have to release like a ton of financial information because you can't just like sell people like we pinky promise we're making money.
1: Yeah, like, uh, I mean, people probably see this all the time on Shark Tank, like a guy will come in and they'll be like, I'm valuing my company at $7 million and I'm looking to sell a 10% share, so $700,000. And then Mr. Wonderful will be like, what are your valuations based on? And they'll be like, oh, I think I'm worth $7 million. <laughs>
0: I, sold, <laughs> I sold a bacon maker slash alarm clock to my brother. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, like, Mr. Wonderful will, like, you know, be mean to them. And it's it's great. Uh, Mark Cuban will be mean to them. Lori will be mean to them. Lori will be kind of petty to them. Yeah. I love Shark Tank. We've never talked about how much. I'm guessing you love Shark Tank, too. I fucking love Shark Tank. We've been we have been comedy partners and co-hosts together for years now. We've never had a single conversation about how much we both love Shark Tank.
0: We love Shark Tank. We love Impractical Jokers. Yeah. I love Impractical Jokers. I love
1: Impractical Jokers. I love Impractical Jokers. So
0: anyways, so this... And that is like an insane evaluation, right? Yes. So... These All this financial data comes out, and it turns out that the truth is that they have never turned a profit ever, but, and everybody overlooked that for a little bit because they got this doobie, they scammed everyone into getting a designation as a tech company, so it's normal for tech companies to, like, not turn a profit for a number of years, and then when everybody starts using Microsoft, your valuation explodes, we work. The only thing that made them a tech company, I shit you not, I am not making this up, was that they put keylogging software. Oh, like, so they were like secure.
1: They were like an internet security company. No,
0: motherfucker, <laughs> no. They're doing that thing that every fucking office does that uh, allows them to call you to HR and be like, "Hey, we noticed you're spending six hours a day on the
1: Squared Circle Reddit." In my defense. <laughs> That's where all the hottest news and rumors are in the world of professional wrestling!
0: We noticed that you've spending an average of three hours a week on R slash animals being
1: derps! They're so derpy though. They're so stupid. But they're so stupid. Have you seen how derpy
0: they are? I have to fire you. If it had been R slash tippy taps, maybe.
1: Okay. What's R slash tippy taps? Fuck <laughs> <It's, What laughs> is that?
0: So credit to into animals doing that thing or they're making like t- muffins?
1: Why don't they call it the Muffin Factory?
0: And also, it's like birds do that thing where they hop around.
1: Yo, <laughs> that's great.
0: R slash cats standing up.
1: I don't know that either. It's exactly what it
0: says on the can, motherfucker.
1: I, I don't know of it, but I did I did immediately understand it.
0: Anyway, so the most fascinating part about these scams to me is I love the scam, but my favorite part of Sirius is reading about what these motherfuckers did before their big scam took off, because it's, it's never their first one and done. Like... <laughs> Billy McFarlane, the Fire Festival dude had this stupid ass clubhouse called Ma- Magne- Magnesis or Magnesium or something and what it was is it was just a credit card and it was real heavy and people were like wow and then also he was like we're selling Beyoncé tickets for $5 and then it turned out like there were not enough people to, to so they were buying all these tickets at uh market price and then selling them to at a loss ...to Magnesis customers... ...and it turns out that there were... ...not nearly enough Magnesis customers... ...to sustain this model... (laughs) ...so... ...WeWork is headed by this... ...crazy asshole named Adam Newman... ...who looks like every guy that I dated... ...in college... (laughs) ...and he... ...here were his two ideas, Asterios... ...before he... uh, ...did the WeWork thing... ...his first idea was a collapsible... ...woman's shoe... (laughs) And I have tried to read, I I have looked at patents, I have tried to read everywhere, and I I cannot figure out what the fuck it is.
1: I had a theory that his collapsible woman's shoe was like a little teeny tiny shoe that you could stick in a teeny tiny purse so that like, you know, you're going out, uh, you want to be dressed in like your nice high heels, but then on the way home... You can uncollapse these little like Lego shoes from your teeny tiny little purse, and then, and then you got nice shoes. And I, don't know, I guess you carry your pumps. Like I assumed it was that, but last night you told me it was not that. But no one knows what it was. <laughs>
0: See, that's my my first thought was that. So, like, you know, you see women at 4 a.m. on New Year's Eve carrying their high heels. Yeah. Walking around the dirty-ass streets of New York with no shoes on. So, I'm thinking that. But then I'm thinking, if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just put a pair of flats in your bag? Okay. Like, maybe...
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. The only thing that... The only thing I can think of is that, like, sometimes girls like to have, like teeny teeny tiny little purses like sometimes girls have purses that like can only fit like a stick of gum in it because it's like a fashion accessory so my assumption is that these collapsible shoes are for like extra extra small purses
0: here's what i think okay i think i think it's the opposite direction because ready for a bomb ready for the sar bomba of information on this whole shit show adam newman is a barefoot is legal guy in new york oh no all of our our sidewalks
1: are made of needles yes he
0: is this motherfucker there is an asshole walking around fucking manhattan with no shoes on
1: okay earlier when you said this guy looks like every guy dated in college i was like well i don't know what those guys look like that you dated in college the barefoot thing is a big clue does he have long stupid caveman hair? Is that a yes? <laughs> yep. Okay. He's Caucasian?
0: Uh Israeli. Like okay. he moved, he was in the IDF, I think. Oh wow. Oh, well,
1: congratulations. Um okay, uh is he tall? Is he like six foot one? Yeah. Okay. See, this is the thing. If you're a super tall, six foot one, barefoot charming guy, you can literally charm like humongous venture capital firms out of billions of dollars.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, This dude... I'm sorry. Like, you know how they say kids who kill animals early in their life that's like a sign that they're gonna grow up to be crazy people yeah. i think th- like arrest everyone who does this <laughs> 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 get them into therapy that is that is a socio but that man not only does not fear death but also does not fear like rats
1: yeah exactly or the fec i suppose
0: um So, this guy is a crazy neurotic weirdo, and all of these reports are now coming out about this dude. I I think I remember listening to a podcast that they said every, for every new customer that we were got, they lost $5,000 a month. Awesome. (laughs) Because they couldn't like sustain these luxury office spaces in the most expensive Parts of the world, and also, so where they got all their funding was this venture cap, this Chinese venture capital firm called SoftBank. SoftBank, SoftBank, who funded Alibaba, which is that like gigantic wholesale website.
1: Yeah, Alibaba is like one of the most profitable. I, I believe it's bigger than Amazon. It's like Amazon for the Chinese market. Yeah, and the Chinese consumer market is incredibly huge.
0: Yeah, so um, he, this dude was like. I am sure that WeWork is the next Alibaba, and he gave him billions of dollars and just said, Go fucking nuts. Like, go next. So, out of nowhere, they buy all this shit, but they also weren't just buying office spaces, they were also buying things like wave pool companies. <laughs> and this. Awesome Orwellian, uh, chipe nursery school that was charging $42,000
1: a year in tuition. $42,000 to burp a baby? That's goddamn ridiculous. It was
0: like, we're training the, uh, nukes generation of entrepreneurs. And also, by the way, headed by <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow's cousin, who is also his wife.
1: This dude, this dude married into the Paltros? Yeah, so no wonder he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, that's the thing. Wow. Yeah, because this guy is literally like if you took a bunch of goop magazines and had them struck by lightning, but they put it the weird science machine.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, he, this dude is not just thinks he has a God complex. He, f- Thinks he is like the smartest man on the face of the planet when all he is doing is just buying real estate and chopping it up and then renting it out. Yeah. That's not like, you're not fucking Nikola Tesla. Chill the fuck out.
1: No, but the thing is like, if he believes it, you'll believe it. Like, that, this SoftBank billionaire, like, I think I read an interview with, like, the SoftBank funder later where he was just like, I was charmed and I made a mistake.
0: A lot of mistakes consecutively. Yeah,
1: exactly. Because, like, now everybody's coming after SoftBank and they're like, how could you give this guy so much money, like, given that all of the data on this company showed that it was garbage? And he was just literally like, "I yeah, I fell in love. I think that's what he said. I think he said, like, I fell in love with the idea of this business, And like, when you fall in love, you make mistakes, yeah, that's true, yeah,
0: um Adam Newman. Is a neurotic asshole. There are so many reports of him exerting, like, Michael Eisner-level control of just the stupidest shit. Like, at one point, I think he fired someone for buying a new coffee maker without asking him first. Like, insane bullshit like that.
1: And yet he'll buy a wave pool company with the money given to him for his co-working space company.
0: Fraud. Fraud. Everywhere, (laughs) God going on everywhere. At one point, one of the most egregious examples that came out after they released all their financial data was Adam Newman trademarked the word "we." And then sold that trademark back to his company for a couple million dollars and then changed the name of the company to the Wii Company. And everybody's looking at it's like, dude, this is just straight up embezzlement. <laughs> 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 like at least convert it to Monero first or something. <laughs> Like, put it in chain link before you do something like this. And he, nothing happened to him. He just gave the money back.
1: was like, all right, all right. He's you like, okay. Got me. The thing that you told me about this guy, i I'm sorry if you're saving this for later in the story. The one detail you told me about this guy that, like, crystallized him for me was the, uh... The the layoff meeting.
0: Oh yeah. So we work continuously throughout this year, spends an ass load of money making all these office bases, but then doesn't have enough money to pay their staff. So at one office there were reports of people. Adam came in and was like, Hey, we're laying you all off, and then brought out shots of a hundred and forty dollar tequila and DMC from Run DMC <laughs> <laughs> to wrap. And people are crying and meanwhile Adam is like dancing.
1: Yeah, like I'm DMC and I'm here to say you're all laid off in a major, major way. way. You live in the most expensive city on earth, but but this guy Adam doesn't understand your worth.
0: He bought a jet plane while the company was bleeding money. Oh, by the way, that elementary school we talked about closed in less than a year.
1: And this is something that really surprised me because I was explaining this to Sriracha last night. Like, there is a market for the most expensive blank, whatever it is, the most expensive bottle of water, the most expensive car in the world, the most expensive hair care product. Like, it doesn't have to be good. In fact, it's almost always bad. But like, when you're rich, you run out of shit to buy. And so if there's a new thing and it's the most expensive, well, then you think, oh, it's the best because you because most rich people didn't earn their money. Like it was inherited family money. So like it doesn't mean anything to them. They don't have to do their due diligence. So like, uh, so the, so if you told me like, I'm going to make the most expensive preschool in the world, I'm going to have like, Like uh, child development experts there. I'm going to have, like, robot nannies. Like, their juice is going to be, like, their juice boxes are going to be, like, hand-squeezed in front of them by, like, we're going to get Sherpas who have nothing to do with juice (laughs) to, like, make the juice like their, the blocks they play with are going to be like, like, computer microchip blocks that'll tell your kid the day he dies. Like, (laughs) You could throw so much money to preschool and then you take a rich person on a tour of it and you're like, yeah, it's $42,000 a year but you really get your money's worth and you're giving your your kid a real leg up on those pores." Yeah. They'll buy it. So the idea that like he had an expensive preschool and failed, it's like, you know how easy it is to sell a rich parent a product? Because when you're a parent, you want your kid to have all the advantages you never had and like, So what the rich do is they try to turn their kids into like super soldiers, like nannies and and tutors and all this shit, because they're like, if I just keep throwing money at my kid, my kid will be smart. That's how you make a a kid smart, right? You just throw money at them, which is why this fucking college shit happened. Because all the, because like fucking, uh, what's your name from... With sports night, Felicity Huffman, a guy walked up to Felicity Huffman and was like, You give me $600,000 and I'll send your kid to Harvard. And she's like, Oh shit, I can use money to give my kid. Like a like an advantage, like I could install like a like a brilliance upgrade in my kid by sending him to Harvard. All I gotta use is, use is my money. I have plenty of that. Like what I don't have is a smart kid.
0: Yeah, money gives you a plus five to intelligence. Yes, yeah, automatically a stat buff.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's it. All right. So anyway, so like the idea that, that failed is amazing to me.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. He had a series of failed businesses before this, and the part that is so fascinating to me about WeWork is that. I think a lot of people say with a lot of these scams, like they look at them and they say, like the Fire Festival. There's some kind of pleasure people get and be like, ha ha, you stupid idiots. Uh, How could you ever fall for this? But let me tell you. If I had known about Fire Festival before it absolutely imploded in on itself like a dying star, I would be in jail right now because I, uh, stabbed some millionaire's fucking Canal Street Kardashian daughter to death with a shard of a tequila bottle over a pint of fresh drinking water and great exuma.
1: You absolutely <laughs> would have gone to Fire Festival. I
0: totally would because they just straight up lied to people. Like, they just straight up lied. Anatole Frey, that fake heiress, she did nothing wrong. We need to free her.
1: Of course we do, but it's but it's like, uh, but yeah, with the with the with this fucking fire festival. If if they had a million dollars to hire Kendall Jenner to make a tweet about the fire festival, you think it's legit? Yeah, you're like, okay, oh wow, Kendall Jenner's involved. Well, then this must be like a real thing because they have the biggest celebrity on earth. Yeah,
0: right. And you have the money to because Kendall Jenner's Instagram posts are not cheap. So, no, like, I,
1: I'm not kidding. It was a million dollar deal. It, they paid her a million dollars to go swimming in one Instagram post. And then as she swam by, they put in like the words Firefest. Like, that I'm almost positive that's what they used her for.
0: Yeah, they did. I've seen the video. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. Swimming with the pigs. Uh, but. Billy McFarlane, just like he knew, like they brought in experts and they were like, if you want this to go off the way that you're telling us, you need 40 million more dollars and five more years. And dude just fired those people yeah. and continued to lie to everyone. I don't know what he thought was going to happen, but this guy is a real fucking rube. But
1: um, I well, think... Do you mind if I... Like... That is a kind of person that exists. They fire people who tell them what they don't want to hear because they so strongly believe that what they want to happen will happen and that it's like your fault. You just don't have their vision. You don't believe in the dream enough. And the thing is, like, that is a very intoxicating idea. That's how, like, if you have that level of conviction, like, I know this will work. I know it. You can convince the head of SoftBank to give you $40 billion.
0: $40 billion. Yeah. There's a and, – and, and, I, and I think this is – I think the reason why I'm so captivated with this is just because the CEO is total fucking weirdo. And also because I think this is the first scam that I've looked at and I've been like, how could anyone fall for this? How? Like this doesn't add up.
1: I know. It's so – it's really dumb because like I am the target consumer for WeWork. Like me, Um, there's a lot. Like there's plenty of time in the year where I'm just working from home, and like when I'm at home, I'll fucking get up at noon and I'll go and I'll go to bed at 3 a.m. And like I won't get like a ton of work done if I'm like working from home, like as a freelancer. So it's something that a lot of freelancers do. They rent a little co-working space so they have like an excuse to put on their clothes and get out of bed and take a shower and go down to a place. Also, these co-working spaces have a social aspect to them. It's like, what would you rather do? Like sit in your apartment all by yourself and go crazy? Go to a coffee shop where everybody's screaming and pay $3 to work there? Or go down to a place with free coffee, unlimited Wi-Fi. You'll get to network with people. You'll get, you'll, you'll have like the, you'll have the, Social experience of having coworkers—it's like seventy dollars a month. Okay, I might do that. But the thing with WeWorks is there's a WeWorks everywhere. Like, I think their big problem was they they overexpanded like crazy. Every fucking block in New York has, like, a Starbucks and a WeWorks on it. Yeah, and they also had, like, apartments that
0: they couldn't sell and gyms that they couldn't sell memberships to. Like, the whole thing was a goddamn disaster.
1: <laughs> yeah, they scaled up They scaled up huge. Like, that's what they did. Like, they scaled up huge. Now, I know you're telling this Adam guy... When he was interviewing people, he would, like, make them do shots?
0: Oh, yeah, he would. There is a lot of reports that say that he would wander around the office, barefoot, of (laughs) course, with a $140 bottle of tequila and, like, make people drink during the work day and also at interviews, like, bitch, I'm not even getting paid for this. But, um, there's also a lot of, like, they would force them to do that mandatory fun shit, oh, like go God. on retreats. And at one point, one of their former employees was like, yeah, we ran out of firewood at some point and Adam just started tossing resort
1: furniture <laughs> into the fires. Wow. This guy, like, doesn't understand the value of, like, human like human dignity furniture like was this kid born rich
0: uh oh god i can only assume he invent i don't know if he was born rich but he married fucking gwyneth
1: paltrow's cousin so okay all right wow like that's yeah because like to him like, you getting fired is like, ah, tough break, but I don't know. Someone will probably give you $40 billion to start another business, right? Here's Run from Run DMC. That's the
0: best part, is they fired the guy after this company loses $40 billion in valuation overnight, and he's still got a billion dollars.
1: Yeah, I believe I read that his golden parachute, meaning his like severance, I believe it was $6 billion. What the fuck? Yeah. Now, now, look. Obviously, everybody, take these numbers with grains of salt. We're just like two asshole comedians remembering news stories we've yeah. read. Like, like, uh, but I believe his golden parachute was gigantic. And it's like, but I, but I also imagine that at that company, they were like, this is money well spent. We have to get this guy out of here. It's the only way to save anything. His contract says that he gets $6 billion if we fire him. Just pay him the fucking money because it's like, because him not being involved in this business is worth $6 billion. He's
0: getting all our employees drunk and he's stinking the place up with his feet.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's like, so like, like, let's get $6 billion worth of headspace around here. Um, it It's so interesting because he's like, like, he's like, if Michael Scott met Tommy Wiseau, is kind of how I'm imagining him. Oh my God, that is the perfect
0: comparison.
1: <laughs> yeah, just like because uh, like Tommy so believed that that movie would work. He's like, we just have to shoot the movie. Like, like, uh, like you know how um, in the room Tommy Wiseau built a rooftop set, but then like staged that rooftop set like. I think he staged it on, like, an actual rooftop. Interesting. that's, That's not quite it, but there was a thing where it was like he could have used the sunlight, but he thought it would be better if he, like, built, like, an artificial skyline or something. So, like, they put this artificial skyline hiding, like, a real skyline they could have shot with to begin with.
0: He also spent something like $3 million getting the rights to the Happy Birthday song because that song is trademark, which is why you always see characters on TV shows singing like, it's your birthday today, have a great birthday, because <laughs> uh, that song is copyrighted, but Tommy Wiseau had to have the happy birthday, so he blew an ass load of money on that song.
1: That, I 100% believe that, Because because but if you're a crazy guy, you're like, well, of course, we need the happy birthday yeah, song. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, we need these wave pools. Like, like uh, we all need to be doing uh, tequila shots. Like, we need to have the Dundies. We need to have these things <laughs> called the Dundies. Like, well, obviously. And we need the Dundies. We all need to talk like Yoda today. Well, I mean, it's just clearly what you do. This is
0: what you do, baby? Not Baby Yoda though. I'll kill Baby Yoda. We'll talk about that next week. Yeah, you don't like ba- hate Baby Yoda. Sarasa
1: keeps talking shit about Baby Yoda. I don't get it.
0: It's fucking ugly. It's not cute at all. Put pork in a little jacket with a little cup of soup. That I'm interested. Right now, nah. Goodbye. Fuck off.
1: You are fronting so hard.
0: I'm not. we
1: might as well call you independent rapper Sir Fronts-A-Lot. Like, if Baby Yoda were here right now and tugged on your little pant leg.
0: I would kick him straight in his fucking jaw.
1: You can lie to, you can lie to me, but you can't lie to yourself. If Baby Yoda were here right now and wanted up, you would bring Baby Yoda up.
0: I and would it, probably pick it up.
1: And if Baby Yoda dropped his cup of soup and then used the force to bring the soup up. You would start to cry.
0: I might just just because I'm on my period, though.
1: That's true. Well, speaking of periods, we're about all out of time for this period. We're all out of this period of time. There we go. I yeah, you got it for the last <laughs> podcast. For the last podcast. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, We have a bunch of stuff planned for December. One thing we're planning on doing is we want to do a, uh like, a charity drive.
0: Yes, tampons. Uh,
1: the, yeah, exactly. Uh the, <laughs> the hint is tampons. That's all we'll tell you now. Yeah. But we want to send tampons to people who really need tampons. Yes. And, um... We're thinking of calling it dabbing on tampons. Dabbing
0: on tampons. For every box of tampons, I'll do a dab.
1: Yeah, exactly. And she'll call out your name while you dab. We'll yes. do it like on a live stream. I
0: love that. Yes, we could do a Kickstarter.
1: Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll talk more about that next week. Uh, we also want to do this thing where, like, if you have a small business, we want to help write a marketing campaign for your small business. So, like, uh so we're calling that segment we'll sell you. Or was it should be like, We'll sell you. We'll sell you. There we go. Okay, we'll sell you. And um, so if you have a small business and you are looking for... And by the way, we also... We also know like the programmatic side of marketing. So like if you if you're like yeah, I could use a campaign but I have no idea where to place it. Like we can tell you like about billboards, newspaper placements, social media ads. Like we can tell you how to run an actual ad campaign for not a lot of money.
0: And we also look at how creative we were with the porno books. Exactly. We're going to infuse that creativity into you. In the ass. Oh,
1: my God. Okay. That's it for the last podcast. Uh, We love you, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.